Stone. I'm Peter. And I'm Felice. Welcome to our travel podcast. We're specialist travel writers and we've spent half a lifetime exploring every corner of the world. So we want to share with you some of our extraordinary experiences and the amazing people we've met along the way. This week we're deep in the US Rockies chasing the ultimate American dream. Life on the road with Jess Isbrecht and her husband Byron and their two horses. Jesse's passion is endurance riding, while Byron is a professional rock climber. He lives for El Capitan and the other death-defying granite canyon walls for which the Western States are so renowned. Somehow, they manage to merge their twin passions into a natural, fresh lifestyle that most of us can only aspire to in our cluttered daily world. So Jess, you describe yourself as a horse nomad. You travel around the States and other places with your horses and your husband, and it sounds like a pretty interesting lifestyle. I mean, you'd expect to find this on the Russian steppes or in Kurdistan or in Outer Mongolia. It's a bit strange, isn't it? Sort of moving with your horses from place to place and then climbing mountains, climbing rocks. Tell us about it. Uh, It is. We like to call ourselves modern-day horse nomads because we don't actually live on horseback. We live in a travel trailer, so we have the comforts of home, but we are houseless, not homeless. That's another thing we like to say about ourselves. We live a very free lifestyle. We travel with the weather. We try to follow good weather and nice temperatures, as much sun as possible, because we are outdoorsy people. We like riding trails, exploring new places, rock climbing, hiking, everything everything we can do outdoors, we enjoy. So we've caught up to you, with you now when you just moved across the state line from Wyoming into Idaho. Why have you done that? Just for a change of scenery? Well, to follow good weather again. We were in Wyoming, also in a climbing area called Veda Vu. And the weather was perfect when we arrived about a week ago. We had plans of staying for a while and enjoying the rock climbing and the horseback riding that was there. And then um, the weather changed as it does in the mountains in the western U.S. And it started raining and (laughs) lots of strong wind and the horses were not very comfortable and neither were we. So we looked around at our other options and places that we wanted to explore and and picked up and moved. Found the better weather. It's a very small town in south central Idaho called Almo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's where the City of Rocks National Preserve is, mm-hmm. and that is a really wonderful climbing destination. We've been here about four or five times over the last few years. We're actually going rock climbing as soon as I'm finished with the interview today. Okay. We'll get on with it though. Yeah. (laughs) You have an amazing lifestyle. I mean, everyone would envy you for that. It sounds great. When did you start this lifestyle that you have now? A little over three years ago in June of 2018. We were living in New Jersey. I was an organic farmer. I was raising livestock on pasture and that lifestyle was starting to wear on me physically and I was not able to find as much help as I needed to run a large farm operation. So we looked at our options and we happened to have this travel trailer that we had lived in on a previous farm property and we had a horse trailer and I said to Byron, who had always wanted to travel and always wanted to live in a van as a lot of rock climbers commonly do in the States. I said, as long as I could bring my horse with me, that I would go and I would try it out. 
And he brought his horse as well, or where did you find another horse from? Well, we only had one horse at the time. I inherited her from my mother. I've been a, a horse person my entire life. I, I grew up riding horses, so they were very important to me. He was a little bit of a city boy when we met almost 10 years ago, and I taught him to ride, but he was not so interested in having a horse of his own, and he was very concerned about what the logistics and the daily life would be like traveling with a horse. So we decided to try it out for a few months with just one and then see how it went. We happened to be wintering in Arizona our first year, and at that time, he would ride his bicycle alongside me when I went out on trail rides. And he started to realize that most trails in the Western US were going to be very rocky and not very conducive to riding a bicycle. Um, so I very easily convinced him that we could get another horse and he would be able to join me on longer adventures. So we found a horse in Arizona and now we have two. And what are they called, your horses? His horse is named River. Mine is Mackenzie. Since we've been traveling, I have really gotten into endurance horseback riding, which is a competitive sport, essentially a race from point A to point B over a fixed course of a certain distance and with a time limit. <laughs> that's, that's the very brief explanation of what endurance riding is. So are you going to different destinations and taking part in races? Yes, I am. I have competed. I haven't been able to convince Byron to get into competing with me. He enjoys trail riding, but not, not the speed that's necessary for an endurance ride. And so I've competed all over, including New England. We're from New Jersey. So that first summer that we left and hit the road full time, we went up into New England and I did a competition in Maine. I've also competed in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. And then we moved out west. And since then, I've been competing in Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, California, all over the place. Are there many competitions taking place all the time? Yes. Uh, endurance riding is not the most popular equine sport in the States or even the world, but it is growing in popularity. And there are, there's a rich history of endurance riding in the U.S. So there are lots of competitions all over the country, as well as Canada. We have an organization here that sanctions the events and organizes everything. And that includes all of North America. How many miles would you ride? on an event like that? Competitions can be set up with anything from a 25-mile course, which is considered the beginner or novice stage, all the way up to 100 miles in a day. So my, my current highest level has been 50 miles in one day. That's a long way. Pretty tough on Mackenzie, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very strenuous sport. It takes a lot out of the human and the horse and everybody really as a team has to be conditioned and fit enough to to accomplish the goal are you allowed to get off the horse to eat or go to the bathroom and things like that or do you have to stay on the whole time in endurance riding you are allowed to dismount and make forward progress so a lot of people will run next to their horse. I like to get off and hike 
down steep hills. We also have various checkpoints along the way based on the distance where the horses are monitored by veterinarians to make sure that they are fit and healthy and able to continue. And then the humans are kind of secondary, so we have to take care of ourselves and nobody cares if if we're falling over and about to die. <laughs> the horses are really the most important thing that's monitored in a race like this. So presumably in your, your life together, it's very important that you find places that are actually have some some decent rocks to climb because, you know, I don't know if you want to be in the middle of the, sort of the plains or something, it's not much good to barn, is it? No. So that's why we've mostly skipped over the middle section of our country. (laughs) We're really drawn to the mountains. That's where most of the good rock climbing is. There are some good cliffs in the desert areas of Arizona and Utah. We absolutely love southern Utah. There are just incredible canyons down in that section of the state. And we have climbed and ridden through some of the longest slot canyons in the world. There's one that's called Buckskin Gulch, and it's it's debated with geologists whether it's the largest slot canyon in the world right now, but it is certainly impressive. It's a very narrow canyon with sheer walls that just rise hundreds of feet above you, and it narrows down in some sections to where if you spread your arms to to either side, you can touch the walls as you go through. And it's just miles and miles and miles of this. Wow, sounds amazing. It, it all sounds like a truly wonderful lifestyle that everyone would envy. But there are a few sort of uh, important provisos, like your horses and yourselves get hungry, and they presumably want quite a lot of uh, fodder per day. How do you fund it all? How do you, where do, where's the money come from to keep on the road? Well, that's a good question. And one of the most common ones that we receive for the first few years, Byron was able to keep his full-time job and work completely remotely. He was doing software sales for a company that he'd worked for while we were actually living in New Jersey. And then on the side for a few years, he and a friend have been developing an app for digital rock climbing guidebooks. So one of the things that we do and incorporate into our travel is going to destinations where he wants to gather information and create a guidebook for a rock climbing area. So we do quite a bit of work as we're traveling in that respect. And then I also do some horse training, odd jobs, farriery, hoof trimming, things like that, as well as digital marketing for friends' companies, as well as my own side projects. You also have time to do your own blog and your own podcast as well, don't you? Yes, and I recently bought a GoPro, so I've started making videos to go with our our adventures and to kind of showcase what our lifestyle and our our travels are like. And that's extremely time-consuming, as you well know. (laughs) You certainly do. Have you thought about taking your team, the four of you, to another country and pursuing the lifestyle there as well? We have. One of the things we've discussed that we've been interested in for years is learning to sail. We would love to purchase a boat and then sail around the Mediterranean rock climbing. Now, whether we can bring the horses with us is another question. (laughs) If we could 
afford to buy a yacht that the horses could live on, that would really be the perfect situation for us because we love the water and the sea. We're scuba divers, although not super experienced. Um, We've traveled quite extensively and we always love diving when we go to some kind of destination with, with a sea nearby. Well, I've only ever swum with horses in rivers, but you've done it at least in, in uh, where did you do it? In I Jamaica. Swam, I swam with horses in the sea in Jamaica, which was amazing. Oh, fantastic. We, uh, we were in California and we were able to take our horses to the beach for the first time. And we galloped up and down the coast in the sand. And, you know, it was just, it was spectacular. Byron rides with you. Do you rock climb with him? Yes. When we first met, On our second date, he took me climbing outdoors for the first time. And since then, we've been climbing regularly and we've traveled all over the world enjoying that sport together. So if you go away, who looks after the horses? We have a problem with our dogs, let alone with horses. (laughs) It's challenging. So since we've been living full-time on the road and, and not with a house and a permanent place where I could easily have a friend look in on them, it's become a little bit more challenging, but it hasn't prevented us from traveling. We've been to Greece and New Zealand for each for a month at a time. And when I do that, I find a, a boarding stable where the horses will be taken care of. And I, I have a large network of connections in the horse community in the U.S. So I try to find either a stable owned by someone I know and trust or a stable nearby to someone who can look in on them. But it's it's kind of like camp for the horses. They get to go have a break from our traveling lifestyle and hang out with other horses. I saw on your blog that you've created a horse camping map. That looked interesting. Yes, we did. So I've spent years researching places that people can camp with horses in the United States. I wanted to know where we could go. And initially, when we were just getting used to this lifestyle, I wanted the security of a defined horse facility. So we have we have all variety of horse camping places in the US. They could be very fancy private establishments where you have all of the hookups you could want for your living quarters trailer with electricity and whatnot, as well as corrals or stables for the horses. And that's very important to a lot of people when they first start camping with their horses. So I've cataloged all of the options that I have found over the years. And I believe I have almost two or 3,000 places marked on a map. So what will you do in the future? Do you have plans to have children and children's horses? So you'll be a whole team on the road, maybe 8, 10, 12 of you with horses. Is that a plan or are you not going to do that? No, we have no real plans for a family. Both of us are are very independent people and we enjoy our current lifestyle and neither of us has too much desire to procreate. So we've always discussed the possibility of fostering or adopting if we ever get to the point where we feel the need to have another member of our family, but maybe have passed childbearing age, which I'm getting close to. But we really enjoy our life and plan continuing to live this way until it's not enjoyable anymore, which may be forever. The map can be found on our blog, rideclimb.com. So on our website, you'll find blog articles about our lifestyle and our travels. 
as well as my podcast. The podcast is called Happy Trails. It's dedicated to trail riding and horses and everything related. It's also available on all of the major podcast players. You can also find us and you can follow our travels on Facebook and Instagram at Ride Climb. Thanks very much for talking to us, Jess. And we wish you the best of luck in the future with your travels, the four of you. Where are you going right now today? Thanks for having me. Well, as soon as I finish here, we're going to hit some granite walls in Almo, Idaho. It's a beautiful place to climb, and we're very excited. That's all for now. If you've enjoyed the show, please visit our website, actionpacktravel.com, or you can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or any of the many podcast platforms. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'd love you to sign up for our regular emails too at peter at actionpacktravel.com. Until next week, stay safe. And I am you. And you are me. It's just a crazy storm.